this is Ron Moss Ministries. I uh, had a <laughs> uh, a kind of encounter today at a QT, and um, I went in to get me some ice and some Gatorade and some water because it's been a very hot day, and uh, I was on my way to my other job, and kind of as I was in line, these two brothers were talking, and one of the brothers said, yeah, man, I, I fell in love with a man because of the sex. And the other brother said, how can you fall in love with somebody because of the sex? And he said, you know, you just don't understand. It was just that good, and I fell in love with her because of that. They laughed it off, and uh, they said, nah, man, I'm serious, man. I'm serious. They kind of laughed it off, and, of course, you know, I didn't say anything. I just kind of listened. I paid for my stuff, and uh, and then I, I left. I got in my car, and I... And I asked myself that question, can you fall in love with someone uh, because of sex? Because it was desirable. It was sexually desirable. It was all that you thought it was. It was all that you felt it was. And my immediate answer was no. And because love, to me, is a spirit. You know, it's a spiritual thing. It's it's something that can't be explained sometimes. It's something that happens. It's something that that is not even based on sex. Sometimes it's not even based on a conversation. Sometimes it's not based on it's based on a spiritual connection. Your spirit lines up with that person's spirit, and something happens. And and to me, that's different than a sexual desire. You know, we live in a world where, and 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 you and I could agree with this. I would hope that a lot of folk probably thought that sex would keep a relationship going that sex would keep the marriage going, that sex would keep the friendship going, that sex would keep the job going. For whatever reasons, you know, we believe that that physical attraction would keep things in play. And if you look at life statistically, you know, the divorce rates are as high as they ever been. Matter of fact, divorce is a norm in, our, in, in all communities, really not just in the African-American community, but in all communities. You know, people break up, and uh, it used to be break up and make up, but now people break up and they don't make up. They move on. And because we base most of our feelings on reactions or emotions and not love. Uh, We start out in a good place. And things seem to be going good. Things seem to be well. But I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at a place in life where I believe that love is kind of like an automobile. And there are certain things 
on the automobile that have to work for you to drive it. It's the best example I could come up with at this last moment of thinking about this, that you need an engine for that automobile to function. That engine's got to have oil. That engine's got to have gas. That engine's got to have spark plugs. There are certain things in that engine that have to be there for that car to crank up for you to put it in gear to move. You've got to have tires on that car. Hard to drive a car with three tires. Hard to drive one with th- with two tires. The car was made for you to drive it with four tires. You've got to have a steering wheel to drive that car. You've got to have lights particularly at night if you're driving that car at night. And so all those things have to come together to make that vehicle go. And I believe that love is that way. It's just not sex. It's a it's a spiritual desire to get to know somebody. It's a spiritual desire to to feel a certain way about somebody it's a it's a spiritual desire to get to know the extension of one's not just that individual but one's family because you can't love that one person if she's connected to other people if she's if she's got some kids she got two or three kids that that come with her you have to love those kids as much as you love her spiritually. See, if it's just sexual, then you're going to have no love for the kids. Oh, you'll like them. You'll put up with them. But you won't have, see, when you love somebody, when you love somebody, you want to take care of them. You want to be there for them. You want to, you want them to depend on you as you depend on them. Matter of fact, you want you want them to be you know we, you know we grow up saying that you know uh, my best friend is so and so so and so. Well, if you really love somebody spiritually, they they've got to be the closest person that you have in your life. That's if you love them spiritually. I mean, I mean, it's got to be spiritual first. I mean, it's got to be spirit first because if it's not. There's no way, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way that you can just love them the way you think you're loving them. It's got to be spiritual. And unfortunately, most of our love is emotional. And if you have an emotional love for somebody, you see them and and, and there's something about them that kind of grabs you, their eyes or their face or their hair or their their walk, or their talk, or the way they look, or the way they carry themselves. And that's you know, what I call an attraction, you know, or, or what we call a sex appeal. That's not love. That's an attraction or sex appeal. And, and if, if we're honest, I mean, we could go in the mall, right? We can go in the mall. 
and we can probably sit there for maybe two or three hours and probably see hundreds of people, male and female, who would fit into that category. Look good, smell good, sound good, face looks good, body type is right. That's an attraction. And sometimes it's a desire. And sometimes, you know, it's something that we feel like, I want to sleep with that person. I want to get with that person. There's something about that person that makes me want to sleep with them. There's something about that person that makes me want to get close to them. That's a desire, a, a sexual or sensual desire. It has nothing at all to do with love. When you love somebody and they're sick, you'll nurse them back well. If you love somebody and they're not working, I'm talking about men now, talking to men, you'll go get two and three jobs if you have to, to take care of them. If you love somebody, you won't just be there for them. You'll be there for their brother. You'll be there for their kids. You'll be there for their brother. You'll be there for the extended family. Because, again, if she loved them spiritually, then you should love them, too, spiritually. And, and, and to be honest with you, if we're honest today, if we can be real just for a minute since we're on this subject or I kind of got us on this subject, love today is hard because we've created what I call a love that's based on my perception of it or my criteria of it. You have to fit into these categories or you have to fit into these emotional feelings I have for me to say I love you. And that's wrong. Love should be a spiritual desire that one connects with God. Lord, I, 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 I love this person. Lord, help me to find a way to show them. Help me find a way to connect with them. Help me find a way that if it is meant for us to be that you're going to show us or show me or show us. If, 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 her, if we are lined up spiritually, you know, show us. So we can move into that direction. Now, some of us, and I know people don't want to deal with this, and it's a subject that have to be dealt with. A lot of divorces have come because of an emotional feeling or an emotional desire instead of a true love desire. And people used to say it takes two to tangle. It takes two to love, too. And sometimes we catch ourselves using the word so loosely that it really has no meaning. It's hard to tell somebody that you love them and, and then, uh, you know, uh, and then before you know it, you are with somebody else and you're telling them you love them too. Because you figured it out that one way I can really get to this individual is all I got to do is tell them I love them. 
and their emotion is going to make them believe it, and now I can get what I want. And what is it that you want? I want to fulfill my sexual desire. I want to fulfill what I've convinced myself I'm yearning for. I want to feel what I've convinced myself is what I need. And before you need the desire, before you need the sexual feeling, what you really need is the love. Because if someone really loves you, it's a fulfilling feeling. When you love somebody, it's what you call all the above. All the above comes to play. If you love somebody, you're going to go 12 rounds of life to win for them. I don't know if this brother was just just talking just to be talking. He Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But I believe in my heart that we have a lot of single sisters we got a lot of young sisters and, and middle-aged sisters and older sisters who are single with kids because somebody, I believe, said that they loved them or somebody said that, I just want to sex you. And I just don't believe that a person can have sex with somebody and there's no feelings attached there's always going to be feelings attached but if you love somebody and you have sex with them then it's more than just feelings it's a commitment it's a contract there's a hope there's a dream there's a lot that comes with that My hope and my prayer is that we'll learn a little bit more about love. We'll learn how to love. We'll learn how to stay in love. The person, the way somebody looks doesn't qualify you to love them. I hope it doesn't convince you to sleep with them. The way a person talks doesn't qualify you to love them. I hope it doesn't qualify for you to sleep with them. The way a person dress doesn't qualify you to love them. I hope it doesn't qualify you to sleep with them. The way a person makes you laugh or makes you talk doesn't qualify you to love them. I hope that you place a lot more value on yourself than to just let just any and everybody sleep with you because you think they might love you or you think it's just okay to do it, do that. I have in my lifetime met women who are regretful about some of the 
sexual desires that they had based on a physical love. And it scarred them for years, some for a lifetime. Because, see, this is the other thing that I want you sisters to understand. The one thing that God gave man was the gift of gab. We are blessed to know how to talk. You know, there used to be a saying, we know how to talk your panties off you. And a lot of men do. And it's, it's a game, or let me see how far I can go. Let me see, can I get her? When I was growing up, we would go to the clubs and go hang out, and we would look around and see who would be the easy prey, who could we get, who could we talk to, who was the weakest person in the room that we could go after. It had nothing to do with love. This had something to do with a desire, a sexual desire, getting it out of our system. But as I look at the world today and so see so many people who are without, <clears throat> who don't have that certain someone, and we do, we convince ourselves, we'll tell folk that we don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. I can be bad all by myself. And I'm sorry, that's a lie. God did not design the world for you to be by yourself. He designed the world where we need each other. And whether we like it or not, we need to be loved. And we want to be loved. But it has to be a two-way street. And it's got to be spiritual. Because when you get to a place where you really, really, really love somebody, you'll do everything in your power not to hurt them. And if you do, because they love you the same way, they'll immediately understand that the hurt wasn't intentional and the hurt was mendable, that you can mend that hurt. Because it wasn't about sleeping with somebody else. It wasn't about uh, talking to somebody else. It wasn't about setting up something. It wasn't about, and even about, it wasn't about you being a drug dealer. It wasn't about being you a thug or a thief. It wasn't about any of those things. It was something so innocent that you love that person so much that you recognize, I know that person loved me enough they wouldn't do that intentionally to hurt me. I believe we live in a day and time, to be honest with you. I believe we live in a day and time where, and I used to say this a long time ago, women have the ability to change a generation. Sisters, I want you to hear this. I hope you hear it loud and clear. You have the power to literally change a generation. So many of our sisters have a behind 
fixation, more emphasis on your behind than what's on your mind. And you, you are royalty. You come from good stock. The pyramids, you are African queens. You're intelligent. You're beautiful. You have value. For somebody to love you, man, you you they need to come correct to you. If they if a, if a, if a man wants to love you, they 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 got to come correct. They they got to come they got to come the right way. Because you are royalty. You you are a queen. You bring not just value to the table. You bring greatness to the table. Because of you, we have African kings. Men of valor, men of honor, you have the power to change a generation. Young sisters, the next time that brother comes to you and tell you to give me some, you tell them to give me a good education. Give me an knowledge and awareness that you're trying to be somebody. Show me that you're trying to make your life better. Show me that you're trying to be better than you ever can be. Show me that you are going as far as you can to be the best that you can be, and together we'll pray about the rest. I believe if sisters start doing that for the next 10 years, that you would literally change a generation. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Oh, yeah. Peace.